Well, how many took a shower today? <laughs> We're all, you don't need, you do it for yourself, but you do it for other people too, don't you? It's like, that's <laughs> good. Um, uh, I, I have a hard time getting any loving if I've been out with, T, if I've been Tebowing. I've got a dog named Tebow, and uh, I know how old he is because uh, we named him Tebow because the Broncos had Tebow his rookie year when we got Tebow. So he's 13 now, and uh, and he stinks. Yeah. Uh, Braden asked me why I don't give him a bath. I said, well, <laughs> as soon as I give him a bath, he's going to find something to waller in. And usually he likes to waller in stuff that's uh, come out of something. And uh, <laughs> so he's pretty, pretty nasty smelling. Anybody ever uh, read Hank the Cowdog? Don't you like those books? They're great for kids. And um, yeah, he, he thought taking a bath was finding the nastiest hole getting in it and getting all gnarly. And, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm grateful that we can, uh, we can clean up. Oh, they, they say that it's, it's healthy, I guess. I used, I'll just, I'll just, uh, we're not going to get, we're not going to get blocked for this or anything, but one of the things I enjoyed about, um, this period of time when we were being told what we could and couldn't do, uh, stuff we had to put on our face and all that kind of stuff. You go to the airport and they, they tell you that um, that you have to wash your hands every 20 minutes, right? Do you remember that? Anybody? Oh, well, they did. <laughs> and I took great delight in never washing my hands when I went to you can make me wear a mask, you know, but but you're not going to watch wash me, uh, watch me, and make sure that I wash my hands. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna defy that. You know, I'm gonna. Uh, but there is something important for that, you know. I'm, I'm grateful that doctors wash their hands, you know, because it, it, it there is stuff that we're getting off of there that needs to get off of there if we're going to be healthy, and 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 it's so important to do that. Um, and. Uh, there, there's a smell that goes along with, with being clean. Um, there's an ability to be comfortable. You know, especially with this, this stuff that we have in the air around here, it can get on your eyes, that stuff. And it just feels so good to just wash your face off. Get all that um, pollen off of your eyes. And if not, man, you can, it can be hard to go to sleep. It can be... Um, so anyway, I want to talk about getting washed uh, tonight um, because we're in this world and we're, it's, it's necessary to be touched by things and to touch things. So just like in the natural, we, we get dirty when we need to get clean. Uh, there's there's a, a washing in the spirit that needs to take place and we've been given some help for that, that uh, I want to I talk about it, and then hopefully we can practice it if we have enough time a little bit, because, uh, man, it is it's such a, such a uh, tool that we've been given. You know, um, 
Kids can tell you that they've taken a shower, but you can tell. Um, you know, what'd you do with that soap? You know, you can tell if it's, if it's been done right. Um, so it's not enough to just be given the tools, be, to be given the soap, to be given the water. We have to do something with it. It's up to us in order to, to actually be affected by it. So, Father, we thank you so much um, that, that you are pure, <laughs> that you are, you are clean, <laughs> and you're so good in it, Lord God. It's, it's something you desire for us, that there's things about our life that will just not be right unless we use what you give us to be pure, to be right, and, and to be holy. And Lord, you, you look at us like your children that you, you desire to, uh, to reflect that you're our father. And Lord, we want to be, uh, we want to be enlightened. We want to know, uh, Lord, that we stink when we stink. And Lord, we want to we know that we're dirty when we're dirty. And God, I thank you that you've given us tools for that. And uh, we just want to submit to your direction and your help in our life tonight. And we, we look forward to applying what you give us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, so there's kind of a conflict uh, of being in the world and, and not being affected by it. Uh, first of all, I just want to look here at Mark uh, 16, 15. So our real mission as, as church members is, or as, as members of the body of Christ uh, is not to be victorious, not to be healthy, not to be rich, but it's to go. And that's the, that's the real purpose. Now, we'll need to be all those other things in order to be those, uh, to, to fulfill our mission successfully. And, and it's, it's really hard to say, uh, do you want Jesus when you're looking really sorry and you're sick and you're hobbling and, and, and you're not happy, <laughs> you know? So, so these things are, are necessary, but they're not, they're not what we're told to do. We're told to go, right? And, and to go where? Not to go to church. <laughs> now, we, we need to go to church, right? We need to get strong. But what we've been told to do is actually go to the world, aren't, haven't we? And uh, you can't go to the world without being touched by the world, being affected by the world, hearing what the world says, and... It's actually touching the world. So, so Jesus said, and then he told them, he said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So we can't just say, well, I'm going to go into my world <laughs> where everybody is like me. No, he says, go into all the world, to the nasty places. You know, to the to the streets, to the to the places where, and you cannot go there uh, without without brushing up to, to darkness. And, and what it does is, is, is it actually becomes anything that we're, uh, that, that's, that's coming into our minds has a potential to be effective, to, to, to tarnish, to, to make you dirty, to make you stinky. You can get some stinky thoughts, you know? Now, we've been, we've been given perfection in Christ, grateful for that, but we're still supposed to be in the world, right? So let's look at this next one. He, and this is his passion. He's talking to the Father. We need to be in, in and safe from 
and it implies an ongoing threat. So, so Jesus in his, in his prayer to the Father right before he goes to the cross, he's talking about us, right? And he, and he says, um, let me just read this. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. So he, he's saying, I don't, I don't want you to make them to where they're not going to be touching the world at all. But to keep them safe from the evil one. So there's an ability to be safe and yet be in. So he's asking the Father for this. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. So there's a necessity. What, and what is the truth? And what, what, is, what are we getting dirty by in the world? You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of junk out there. You can get into addictions and stuff. But it's all coming through a challenge to the truth. It's all that God's not enough. You know, we talked about this on Sunday, that, that real life is in him, and, and that's always being challenged. And, and, and so what is that stuff? It's, it's going to be dirty. Not, you know, when you say dirty thoughts, you've you got a dirty mind. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not like it's perverted or anything, but, but it is. If there's anything at all that's contrary to the purity that we have in God, it's it's... They're touching us in some way, right? So just as we're in the world and we're being affected by it, Jesus' prayer is that we would be protected from it. So that means there's gonna be an answer to this prayer that Jesus gives, uh, prays to his father. There's gonna be an answer to that, that we're gonna be given the truth. And, and you know, just real quick, what, is he, what, what did he say about that there's gonna be, when the spirit comes, to abide inside. What is he called? He's called the spirit of truth, right? And what does he come to do? He comes to guide us into truth. And there's a process in that, that when he's doing that, that he's actually protecting us from what? If he's the spirit of truth, he's going to protect us from lies. He's going to protect us from filth, from, from dirtiness, which, which has all different forms. I mean, it can just be doubting God. It can just be... Um, it, it comes at us in so many different ways, but, and we'll, and we'll, well, let's, let's just talk about it real quick because this, this isn't just sexual perversion. You know what? This is sickness. Sickness can challenge us, can it? Financial things can challenge us, right? Um, what else? Anybody want to help me? I mean, there, there, a lot of natural things are coming against us. Discouragement. We, we try something. It doesn't work. What is that doing? That's, that's telling us that God's promise that we can do all things isn't true. Yeah. And we're being touched by that, right? Yeah. So there, there's a need to be cleansed <laughs> from this filth that Satan's always trying to put on us. He's wanting to take us down and it's gonna come through our minds, right? So let's go back in the Old Testament just a little bit. Let's go look at Numbers 19. Uh, there, there's a very real, uh, uh, you know, the, the law was built around a lot of, of traditions and a lot of things that were established, but they were established for a very um, practical and uh, a, ver a very real application at that time that actually reflects the heart of God and an attitude that he has towards things that can harm. 
you know, the, the filth that Satan's trying to put on us from the world, why does God hate sin? Why does God hate anything that we're, we're enticed by? It's, it's not the thing itself. It's what it's doing to us. It's, it's the effect it's having upon us. Why do we have our kids? Well, we like our kids to get clean for a lot of different reasons, but it's healthy. We're not going to allow them to get, have sickness, you know. Uh, we're going to protect them from those things. But in the Old Testament, let's just look at this. This is interesting in Numbers. Uh, sometimes it's not so much fun to go back and look at some of this stuff because it seems like a bunch of things that don't really relate to us too much anymore. Jesus came to fulfill the law, so we don't have to do a lot of these things anymore. But man, there was a lot of emphasis put on being cleansed. And it was, it, I mean, there, there was no compromise when it came to, to washing and to being cleansed. Um, the effect of touching necessitates cleansing. It said, if you just touch some of these things, you're, go, you're gonna have to go through a, a process of becoming clean. It's going to take some time. The man who sprinkles the water of cleansing. Now he's talking about things uh, where, where there's dead people have died. Somebody's touched somebody that's dead. And you can see that there's a practical element of this. But, but God takes it to another level. And he says anybody that even touches the water that cleanses needs to be cleansed themselves. I mean, it, 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 it's, it, there's a lot of emphasis on being cleansed just by touching. The man who sprinkles the water of cleansing must also wash his clothes. And anyone who touches the water of cleansing will be unclean till evening. Anything that, that an unclean person touches becomes unclean. And anyone who touches it becomes unclean till evening. This sounds like some COVID restrictions, doesn't it? It's like <laughs> this is right from the Bible. And uh, again, there's, there's not this emphasis on it now, but I, I mean, I, I would think it would be a very practical thing to continue when it comes to that. But you see that there's this touching, and you, you can say, duh. But no, there was, that God really put emphasis and now here's what he said. If, if somebody refuses to do, go through this process, he said, this is so serious, they get excommunicated completely. They don't get to be a part. You can't keep them in the, in the again, it sounds like COVID, doesn't it? But, um, but he's all about cleansing. And he would be watching me in the airport if I didn't get, get clean, you know, watch. God's watching what's being cleansed, and it enables an ability to be functional. And we'll see this, okay? So there's a requirement of cleansing from worldly filth to be sons and daughters. Now, I'm so grateful that, that we've been, uh, you know, there, there, there's a baptism that we go through, isn't it, when we, when we first believe. And what is the process of that? It, part of the, of the representation of water baptism is that there's a cleansing, isn't there? As you're putting to death those things that used to be you, and now you're becoming uh, new. It actually, you know, represents being raised to new life in Christ also. But there's another baptism that takes place. Remember uh, once uh, Acts, Acts 2 came along, you know, and, and, and Paul would meet somebody that was baptized according to John's baptism. He said, well, have you been baptized according to Jesus' baptism? What is that? That's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? 
And the Holy Spirit is, is not a one-time experience. It's not just getting baptized in water once and it's, it's done. Baptism in the Holy Spirit becomes an ongoing process of washing. And this is kind of the heart of what I want to get to tonight is, is there's, there's, a, there's some soap we've been given. There's a shower we've been given that if it's not used, especially, especially for this purpose, sometimes we can, I don't know about you, but sometimes, man, life is stinking. You know, Mark, my, my, my brother-in-law likes to use this example. You know, the, 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 these kids were in college, these young guys were in college, and, and they went up to their... their uh, a friend was sleeping, and they went up to him, and they put some, what is it, Limburger cheese? Doesn't that really stink bad? They, they put it like under his nose, and, uh, and he wakes up and goes, man, something stinks. You know, he goes, goes from his bedroom into the living room. He says, man, something, something really stinks. Goes into the kitchen, something's really stinks. Goes out the front door, and he says, the whole world stinks. <laughs> and it was right under his nose. Oh. <laughs> and and a lot of times I think that's how we are. It's like it's like man, something stinks, and, and it's it's just something that needs to be taken care of ourselves. The whole world can look like it's stinking, you know. Uh, but there's there's something we've been given to take care of this, and a lot of times we can we can think, well, I guess this is something I just have to bear, just something I have to put up with. You know, there's all kinds of things as Christians that sometimes we can have strongholds that we're dealing with, you know? Um, is it ever going to go away? And as soon as we get into that side, it, it's, we might as well have some Limburger cheese under our nose because uh, uh, we're, we're delving into it's just happening to me and I can't do anything about it. That's like saying I'm dirty and I can't get clean. No, you can. You just have to know where to go and you have to do it. You have to use it, Right? Um, so there's this requirement of cleansing from worldly filth in order to be sons and daughters. And uh, actually, this is a passage I think we used on Sunday also. But 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with a, an unbeliever? What's he talking about? He's talking about touching, isn't he? And again, I, I thought this was almost like in a contrast to what Jesus was saying. He's saying, go into the world. And now Paul's saying, don't touch these things, right? Let me keep reading. In what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So God has an understanding of what happens when we touch things in the world, that there's going to be an effect upon us. But, but he's told us to go touch them. 
It would seem like there was a contrast here, wouldn't it? And it's, and it's like sometimes, I don't know about you, but I, I like to work on my cars. And um, I'm grateful for that orange stuff that, you know, because, man, it gets under, oil gets under your nails, gets under everything else. And before you go sit down at the table, you better do some major cleaning, right? But the car's not going to get fixed if you don't get dirty. So you have to go. There's that side of it also. God's saying, you know what? Don't have fellowship with things that are filthy. Don't just, don't make that your atmosphere where you just live in that kind of stuff. And he says, and then come out from that. Don't, don't make that your abode. But there's, in order for this to be something that we can actually live in, there needs to be an understand that there is orange stuff. There is something we can do. We don't have to go to bed with our hands all greasy. You know? We can go into the world. We can, we can love people in the world like Jesus loved them. <laughs> they don't, we don't commune with them. They don't become, we're not partnering with them. That means I'm not hooking up with, with, with the way they're going. I'm not yoking up with them. I'm not going their direction. But I must touch them. And Jesus got in trouble for that, didn't he? He said, man, you're, you're hanging out with publicans and sinners. And he said, well, these are the ones I came for. And he said, these are the ones I'm sending you to. So you're going to have to go sit down with them. You're going to have to work on the car. But there needs to be something that answers that prayer of Jesus, that they would not be harmed by this. And so he's given this. Uh, this ability to, to, to be cleansed from this. So let's look at John 7, 38. Uh, to drink and be cleansed by the water as it is released from within. So, so there's this gift he's, he's given us, and, and I already referred to this. You know, we have water baptism. But then he's given this, this gift. He's handed us the soap. Uh, with the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's so many different things. I don't like putting anything in a box and saying this is what it is. But I think sometimes, and I've been I'm, I'm saying, God, show me this for myself. Uh, because so many times we want to, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we want to say, well, this is what he's for. And to, to, to miss out on a function that he has for us that is necessary. And uh, a big part of that, I believe, is this washing process that the Holy Spirit has been given to us. You know, I was thinking about it like, like this. Um, we, th this realm we've been brought into, we've been brought out of a kingdom of darkness, which is a, a kingdom of, of filth, <laughs> into a, king, a kingdom of light where everything that's filthy is exposed by the light. And can be dealt with in the light, right? But this realm is a different realm. I don't know about you, but knowing God alone, it's, it still feels like a brand new thing that I'm not, I, I'm not putting a claim that I've got it down at all. You know what I mean? It's like, this is a different language. This is a different realm. Uh, he's the most holy God. Jesus is here right now. He's full of mercy, you know, goodness and mercy are following us around. But he's, I can't expect 
for, for this amazing God to come fit into my world and for me to understand him if I'm trying to fit him into my world. He said, we got a problem here. Houston, we got a problem. We got, we got a communication problem. And, 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 and in order for you to be affected by me on a continual basis, for you to be protected from what the world will do for you, you're going to have to enter into my realm. You're going to come in, have to come into where I am. You're going to have to be able to hear my voice and not just me hear your voice. <laughs> and it's going to have to be something. You know, how, how much can we, we went out to eat on Sunday. You know, it's, isn't it good to go sit down and eat together? You know, we, we, we went on vacation and it's like, seem, seems like a big part of whatever we do is go sit down and eat. And what can you do? You don't just sit down and eat unless you got to go somewhere afterwards. But, <laughs> but, but usually you, you eat and then what do you do? You talk. Why? Because that's how you get to know each other. And that's how you actually express. Now, I know guys don't want to admit this too much, but affect, there's, a, there's a part of your heart that's being... That's communion, isn't it? And what is it? And, and, and man, I, I'm challenged in this. <laughs> Just be here with me, okay? Because <laughs> he's an amazing God that likes to communicate. He likes to commune. And there's a communication problem, which kind of goes into commune, doesn't it? <laughs> a communication problem because he's on this realm that is so much higher than us and the part of that he's actually communicating isn't just our minds it's our spirits right and he's he's gonna need for us to to have more than just the lord's prayer on our lips you know what i mean it's gonna need to be something where where we can actually spend some time with him like we spend time with each other he needs some time in order for him to impart some effect of his cleansing power over us. Okay? Can you see what I'm saying? It's going to take some time. And I, and I, and I'm, I think, God, help me to get past. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever experienced this when you do sit down with somebody sometimes. It might take a little bit of time, especially if it's somebody that you don't know real well, to kind of break the ice and get on the same playing field and, you know, actually be able to, to actually get past wondering what they're thinking or something like that and to be able to actually enjoy. And some people are more adept at that. A buddy does this all the time, so he's got all these... He's used to it. <laughs> but it's part, it's part of synergy. It's part of making things happen. Uh, but for, for God to get past this great chasm between the great I am and, and this tiny little speck on, on, in his universe, he's going to need some time. And for him to affect what we've touched in the world, he's going to need some time. I don't know about you, but I like to take a long shower. You know, when you got some nice hot water and it's, it's beaten down, I like, I like to get a long, uh, really strong, steady thing, you know, and, and, and just stand there and let it, you know, hit you on the back and, 
oh, it feels so good, right? And you're getting clean, but you're enjoying it at the same time. And I think that's really what the, the Holy Spirit, what is, what, he's not just called a spirit, he's called the Holy Spirit. That implies that he's doing something where he shows up. He's making things pure, he's making things holy, right? Let me just read John 7, 38. Are you all good? Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. Who's he talking to? <laughs> Anybody. He said, I'm making this available to everybody, right? For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So there's an indication of where this already is. It's already in the heart, isn't it? In fact, when we get born again, the spirit comes to live inside, but there's a need for there to be a reception that he comes upon us now, and how that's known is when it comes out of our mouth. There's a need for there to be a release of a communication that we cannot control with our mind. And what happens in that process is, is when our minds aren't in the way anymore, they get to be affected by thoughts that are not our thoughts. And it's really miraculous. You know what? We, we don't understand our human construction that much. Our subconsciouses are so amazing. What they can pick up that we never know. <laughs> we never have control of a lot of things we're already doing automatically all the time. You know? Um, and the spirit, for the spirit to affect us, it's going to have to be kind of like those things that are automatic in us. It's going to have to get past our, the control of our mind. It's going to have to be released. He calls it a river of life. And it's going to come out and it's going to have sounds. You know, I was talking with Hayden about it. Isn't it, isn't it cool when, when, when your kids get revelation from somewhere else and it's, it's like applicable, you know? <laughs> but they say that everything is formed by sound. Everything is comf is composed of sound, <laughs> you know, and, and you can. There's there's a thing that you can actually affect water by whether you're cursing or you're, or you're blessing. You can contact, you can affect the molecular structure of water by by the sound that you're affecting it with, and for the Holy Spirit to to affect our 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 being. It's going to re, it's going to uh, uh, require his voice, his his inspiration being heard through our voice. It can't be done in silence. So sometimes we we want to say, well, I'm just going to sit and listen to. The, no, you're not, because <laughs> when you hear the voice of the Spirit, it's going to sound like your voice. It's going to come out of your mouth. He says it's coming out of your mouth, right? Out of your belly. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So there's the Spirit that we've been given that actually can affect our cleansing. It can affect our minds. You know, there's a scripture that says, don't be conformed to the world. What is that? And then it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there has to be this effect upon the mind. And a lot of times people want to say by the word. It's not just by the word. It's by the spirit. And 
you can be affected in your mind. You know, when you use this gift that we've been given in the spirit and you make it about communion and not just trying to overcome something in this world, Sometimes we want to use, that's what praying in tongues is for. So I can attack this and take authority over this. And I think the biggest thing is just so that we can have communion with God. And commune on a different level. And what happens in the process of that is there's this this living water that gets to flow. And when it's flowing, it's really hard to be talked, you know, have you ever talked to somebody and they just aren't paying attention to you at all? <laughs> or you start to talk to them and they look off and they start get, you know what? You're not having a conversation with them anymore, are you? No. But it's like you can be in a crowded room and you can fixate on somebody and you can hear what they're saying, right? If, if, and you can communicate like this. And it's really hard to have a conversation in the spirit where you're actually focusing on him. You're not letting your mind wander to other things. No, you're actually focusing on him. And you're actually saying, I, I, I'm just aware of your presence right now. And I'm just releasing this, this river of, of water on the inside. And what happens in that, in that effect is, is, is your mind is fixated on the spirit of truth. And it's being... It's being given the opportunity to be cleansed from junk. Those things in the world that would hit us, that we would touch. And we, and we don't have to say, well, I wonder what's... No, no, we just go to him. We begin to, begin to release this river of life from the inside. And it, it renews our mind. It's not that the mind needs to be fixed. It just needs to be renewed. It needs to be cleansed. Does that make sense? Isn't this good? Let's look at Titus 3. The Spirit provides cleansing from the world that can never come on our own. It's not enough to hear a sermon about what we need to fix. (laughs) I mean, this is proven with addictions. You don't just make somebody feel bad enough about something. That just drives it in deeper. And Jesus didn't come to, to tell us what to do. He came to transform who we are so that we can do. The stuff we do is important. It's reflective of what we, it, whether or not we're cleansed or not. <laughs> if we're looking like the world, we're dirty. If we're sounding like the world, why does it matter if we cuss or not? Because you can tell whether you've been in the spirit or not by what's coming out of your mouth. Right? Right? All right, Titus 3, 3. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures. He's talking about those things before, right? Living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, it's not something we had to fix, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. What did he do? He cleansed us, didn't he? Took all that stuff. It was wrong. Through the washing of regeneration, and then what? Not, we, we got saved. We got, we got a, new, a, a, a new birth in him. But then there's also the renewing of the Holy Spirit. That's a work that is ongoing in us, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes there's some habits that the world wants to keep hanging on to us with. And we think, 
are, it's just part of, no, no, it just needs some renewing of the spirit. Whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our savior. That sounds like a shower, doesn't it? (laughs) So it's like Jesus said, anybody that comes to me can drink of this. But we have to drink. How do we drink? We release the sound of the river of life from the inside. And what does it do? It washes us. What's it washing us from? All that stuff that looks like the world. All the Tebow stuff. All the, all the poop. You know, all the, all, all the grease. It gets, it's, it gets washed. And, but, but who gets cleaned? Well, the ones that get in the shower. Right? The ones that use the soap. And, and how long? Might need to be more than just jumping in and jumping out. We might need to get in a pattern of, I'm going to hang out here till I feel some difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, sometimes I don't know about you, but I'm feeling the weight of the world. And there should be this thing like that's in us when we get dirty and stinky. I got to take a shower. There needs to be this attitude there <laughs> within us. that I need to go hang out with him for, a, for not just a little while. And I need to pray in the spirit. Until I feel a release of stinkiness. <laughs> right? And what happens if we don't? And, and I, you know, <laughs> I just don't know how many people are actually utilizing the soap we've been given. You know what I mean? Uh, partly because some things just keep stinking. Okay. Um, Uh, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. So what he's saying is there's going to be evidence of whether or not you're clean or not. Now, again, I'm not saying that, that we haven't been made perfect in Christ. I'm just saying the world gets some stink on us. Especially if we're looking and sounding like it. And, right? And also, if we just sense a spirit of heaviness. You know? Do you ever just, the world's just getting on you? That can happen from just touching the world. You know? Well, how do you get rid of that? Not by your willpower. We do it by the spirit. We release that gift on the inside, and it cleanses us, right? <laughs> Let me just, all right, can I, can you take, uh, well, let me see here real quick. Uh, Titus, oh, I already read that, didn't I? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm a further than I thought. Um, Okay, let's just look at 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We've been given a spirit of truth. We can follow that spirit of truth, but we don't just follow it mystically. We follow it as it's flowing from us. There will be truth that we get no other way 
will get free from lies in no other way than releasing the gift of the Spirit on the inside. Okay? So let me just, uh, here, here just to, to close this. Ezekiel 47, I'm not going to do the whole chapter, but um, Ezekiel's prophesying about a, this, this river that's coming out from the temple. And, and he's describing it, and he says, uh, you, can, you can get ankle deep, you can get knee deep, I forget what all the sequence is, or you can get in where you're completely immersed in this thing. And this, in this river, what, it, what it's doing is, is it's flowing, and where it flows, it brings healing. Where it flows, it brings life. Where it flows, and it's interesting in there, though, because it says, but, but in the marshes, it doesn't. There's still places where there's not activity going on, where it's not actually flowing. It's just dead. To me, that's indicative that we can have the water, but if it's not flowing, it becomes dead. Whereas flowing, it actually produces fruit that other people can be blessed by. <laughs> right? And this river, I believe, is indicative of the Holy Spirit. This, we are made to be temples, aren't we? And that, that, that water is supposed to flow out from the inside of us. But it's, it's dependent on how deep we go. We can just go ankle deep or we can go all the way. We can get immersed in it. And when we do, I don't know about you, but when I go to take a shower, I don't just stick my foot in there. I want to get, I like my head. I, I like to wash my head. It, I don't understand women. They'll go for a whole month and not wash their head. It's like, goodness, I like to do it every day. And I, and I, I got this Nioxin stuff, you know, because my hair started to fall out about 20 years ago. And, and I, like to, I like to get the, the conditioner in there and everything. And I, I like to, to really, uh-oh, my wife would be getting after me. Is my hair going somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> but there's no cleaning unless you go all the way to the top you know you got to go all the way to the top and uh we've been given the holy spirit for this purpose i just want to encourage us in this i believe we're all filled y'all believe in the filling of the holy spirit uh, yeah um and uh i just encourage us to to see this aspect of it that that when we are when we're communicating with the Holy One, there needs to be a release. And, sometimes, I, and I'll just tell you from my standpoint, sometimes it takes me a little while. And I, I've got this wonderful thing on my watch called a, uh, a timer. And I'll say, I'm staying here for this amount of time. I kind of learned that from Brother Hagin. He said, we've been told to watch and pray. I said, so I watch and pray. Here's my watch, and I pray. <laughs> But he said some of the best things he got was when he made himself stay under the fountain for an extended period of time. We're not going to find that. We're not going to get completely released from the effects of the world unless we're there for a while. Unless we go in all the way. I was wanted to practice this a little bit. Can we just take just a few minutes and just... Can we all pray in the Holy Ghost together? I know, I know this is a corporate setting, and, and, but I believe we've had enough understanding imparted already, and, and we, can, we can receive from this. But let's just, and, and I encourage us when, when, we're, when we're communicating with him, 
to, to expand our language, expand our expression with him. Um, and let it, let it be something that, that he takes us different places in the spirit and, and allows us to see things. <laughs>